If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The following podcast is an enticing media production. She is a business owner, best-selling author, and on a mission to find out what the Nell is going on here. Here's your host, Nail Tice. <laughs> Welcome back to another riveting episode of the What the Nell podcast with yours truly, Nell Tice. I have... And a guest that I've been waiting to have on my show now for a while, I've been a guest on his podcast a couple of times. Um, so excited to welcome Mr. Billy Zarillo to the podcast. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much uh, for having me on. I was really excited and looking forward to this. Good, good. Well, you know, um, we were supposed to start recording a little later than than we um, anticipated. Well, I mean, I think we were both excited, but also it is an absolutely gorgeous day. So we're like, all right, let's let's wrap it up so we can get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's supposed to rain this weekend, and it's Cinco de Mayo. So yes, exactly. It is Cinco de Mayo, and you know, it would be nice if we could do this like outdoors. I was really like oh I should sit outside on the deck and sit in the sun and it just doesn't work for podcasting so instead I've locked myself in a room to keep the cats out and closed all the windows so (laughs) yes yes here we are so just to give everybody a little bit of a background on Billy, um, he is a financial advisor with his own firm with Primerica. And um, I had the distinct pleasure of doing a promotional video for him and his business recently, which um, I can link in the description to this episode below. So take a look at that. Um yeah, that was really fun. So I got a little glimpse to the inside life of Billy and his beautiful wife, Megan. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, just to, that was just a little history, but I want to go farther back into the life of Mr. Zarillo here. So tell us what exactly were you like when you were a kid? Yeah, that's a really interesting question right because that it feels like it was so i mean it was long ago but uh, and obviously you change throughout life and stuff like that but yeah. i was a really easygoing kid um you know i grew up i had uh, a brother a sister um and, and stuff like that they were um and then another sister as well she was a little bit older so i didn't really get yeah. to hang out with her as much but um, I was a really easygoing kid. I was uh, I was involved in everything. Um, okay, you know it's funny because I look I look back on like my high school career and even in elementary and stuff like that. I was in sports. I was in the drama club. I was in chorus. Like oh I was gosh. in all these things. Yeah. So uh, if I was just into everything, I guess I was just yeah. an average normal kid. Oh, that's cool. Did you ever play any musical instruments? I didn't. I wish. 
I always like, so growing up, like I remember, I don't know if you remember like they they had this in high school for you or not high school, but uh, elementary school, but there was like a a part of elementary school where they were like, Hey, do you want to learn how to play an instrument? And had all these instruments (laughs) in a room. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That must be a nineties thing or a two thousands thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they do that nowadays, but I remember picking up the violin and just saying, like, I want to learn how to play this thing. This would be so cool. And now right. I, you know, you know, 20 years later, I'm, <laughs> I never <laughs> learned how to play, play the violin. <laughs> you know, there's still time. I have dreams of, uh, of learning guitar and I, that's been a dream and it will happen at some point. I just don't know when. Well, well, let me ask you this. Does guitar, guitar hero count as playing an instrument <laughs> um these days i believe so yes <laughs> okay because then yes the answer is yes to that question i did play a musical instrument awesome awesome <laughs> well speaking of the 90s and 2000s i should also mention that you are a co-host of the millennial podcast with yes. mel miller and uh that was one of the or well it was the podcast that i was a guest on and uh that was so much fun so if you want to hear more all about 90s 2000s millennial stuff you got to check out that podcast yeah it's so awesome. much fun yeah um so that's that's good to know so an all-around well-rounded kid um so what so what did you do before you s- decided to start your own business? Yeah, so I grew up, my mom worked in hospitality, so restaurants. So I just grew up in that industry. I started working at like um, at a restaurant at the age of 14. So I was washing wow. dishes and yeah. stuff like that. Um, I always enjoyed like having my own money, right? Like that was always <laughs> like something I liked. I liked having that power of like, going to buy what I want, not having to ask for it. Right. And so, um, I started, yeah, at the age of 14, started working in in that field and I just, you know, I, I graduated high school and you know what, that's the perfect time to figure out. We've talked about this. This is, that's the perfect time to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life when you're 18 years old. Right. Yeah, exactly. You gotta know right at 18. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, you know, being young and naive and dumb, right? I decided to get a college degree, uh, and then I got nothing against college degrees. But we, and again, we t- we've talked at length about that before. Yes, we um, have. <laughs> that is another um, episode of the Millennial that you yes, to check that's, out. that's actually where you were a co-host at that time. Oh, so that yes. Was, yes, yes, yes. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, decided to go to college for restaurant hotel management, and got a like I said, got my degree and. I came out of college, you know, right in the middle of the downturn of 0809. So that was always, you know, Oof. lots of luck on my side, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I worked in hospitality. I got a job um, right out of right out of college. I was lucky, um, and I yeah. worked for uh, a hotel chain called Starwood, which is no longer. Um, a company say, anymore heard of that okay um they actually owned and operated like the sheraton the west oh, the w um okay. and marriott uh, my last year at starwood marriott bought out starwood so gotcha. now it's all just under marriott but right. i worked for them for many many years um i was a director of banquets uh Gosh. and and so um i did that um and then that kind of led into, you know, 
and we can definitely get into it more, but that kind of led into me finding this career in financial services because, Mm -hmm. and I think you kind of mentioned it too, probably in your podcast and you've talked about in our podcast, Mm -hmm. you talked about just kind of falling out of love with what you were doing. Right. Sure. Yes. Yes. That's huge. Yeah. And losing, I think the biggest thing, it's not so much falling out of love. I think it's not having a sense of purpose. Yes. <laughs> right. Behind what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what happened to me about because I'm 35 now. So about five years ago, I, I kind of had like that midlife kind of crisis at 30. Right. Yeah. You know, and um, and and kind of bounced around from job to job and was looking for something to do. And mm-hmm. I kind of fell into the world of finance. Really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what I did before for, you know, being in, in, in what I do now. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a huge change, but I could see the bridge of how you got to where you are now. Um, and I know we've talked about this before too. You used to work in the coffee world. So we have a little bit of a connection there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy to resonate with that in the hospitality industry because, um, I was a COO of a coffee company and at where I was, I mean, it was a small business and I love small businesses. Don't get me wrong, but where I, what else was I going to do? Where was I going to go? And yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on uh, at the time at the business. But I mean, it really just caused me to literally fall out of love. When I started there, it was so much fun. I mean, who doesn't want to work at a coffee company every day? <laughs> right? Like everybody looks at you like, oh, you must have the best job in the world. And it's like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah it could be the best job in the world. <laughs> it could be. It could, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's definitely the, uh, you know, any job could be the best job in the world. Oh, that's true. But- it's just, it just comes down to, I mean, there's just so many factors, but like, obviously it's, it's probably the stress, the people, I know that was a big thing for me. Like why I wanted to leave is because I love people. Like I love customer service. I, you know, I always tell people I've never met a stranger. Like I've always can find common ground with somebody and, Mm -hmm. and have a conversation. Right. And, and, I love meeting strangers. I know that's that that sounds counterintuitive to when we were little kids, right? Like don't talk to strangers. <laughs> now you own your own business. Talk to as many strangers as you possibly can. Exactly. Right? Take free candy. <laughs> Take free, get in the van, right? Like <laughs> um, the free candy. But, kids don't do that. <laughs> no, don't. Please. We're not we're not uh, you know advising that you do that. But um but yeah, I loved people and I loved just that was my energy source. So like, you know, like meeting you for the first time was just awesome because it was just like we we saw yeah. eye to eye on a lot of things and yeah. we could just feed off each other energy and that's what made our you know the video that we did so great is that energy that we had together. But yeah. I noticed something as I started to get higher in the food chain, right? You started mm-hmm. to climb the corporate ladder yeah. and it became less and less about the person the client that you're helping, the customer became less and less about the people that work for you and more about the numbers on a spreadsheet. Yes. Right. Yes. And so when it became that, that's when I, I, I started to be like, can I, the question I remember asking myself sitting in my office, actually crying about this, mm-hmm. like, can I do this for the next 30, 35, 40 years of my life? 
That's and a, the answer was no. Yeah. Yeah. That's a question that everybody at some point should be asking themselves. And that's a deep question. I mean, yeah. if you really think about it, to to sit there and think, for the next 30 years, can I do this? You have to answer honestly. Yeah. And it I was mean, a, a resounding no. <laughs> yeah. I, that's when you know you have to make a change. You've got yeah. to make a change because, you know, life is short. I mean, we say that all the time, but you actually have to get up and do it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Speaking of, so you were kind of you'd fallen out of love with what you were doing. So when exactly did you know was the right time to finally get out of, of that space and then start doing your own thing? How'd you know it was the right time? So I started, you know, just like a lot of people in the world, right. Probably that didn't have any business background. They started like one of those, you know, those, one of those businesses, right. Right. We're all, we're all going to call it that. Right. Um, (laughs) but what I've, you know, did I make any money at those businesses? I really didn't. But what I did learn is that I wanted to be a business owner, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I, and I knew that working for myself was the path I wanted to go because yeah. I looked back at my history, like my family history. And I look at my dad and he was a, a lawyer. He owned his own practice. I look at my right. grandfathers, like they all owned their own businesses. And I looked at myself and I'm like, I'm the only one working for corporate America. Right. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I started those businesses and I actually ran into somebody that, that did Primerica. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Hey, I need a financial plan done. Like that's, that's, that's something what adults do, right? Like (laughs) that is the very (laughs) definition of adulting. Yes. (laughs) Um, You know, I, and so it was just funny. I was like, we need this. We need to sit down. We need to figure out what's going on. And, um, as Chris, that's the guy that, uh, brought me into the business, uh, as he was doing the financial plan, I was like, man, this is, this is so easy. Like, I wish I were to learn, like, I remember sitting there and saying, I wish I were to learn this like 10 years ago. Right. Um, and I remember like getting everything done. I was like, man, I feel so much. I just felt that sense of relief. Right. Like, I just like, Oh, we have, we have everything in place. Right. Yeah. And I remember walking out of the office and my wife just kind of looks at me and you've met her. She's very uh-huh. just kind of straightforward. Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she, she just says, Hey, you, you would be really good at that. And I was yeah. like, I kind of looked at her. I said, good at what? Like, what are you talking about? And she mm-hmm. said, Hey, you'd be good at what he just, what he just did. Like you can learn that skill. What you can't teach is how you interact with people, how you build relationships, how you, right just connect with other people. And sure. so she said, she was just like, Hey, you need to go back in there and talk to him. Right. And so yeah. I started with Primerica part-time, right. So I was getting okay. licensed, um, which that's what they allow us to do is start part-time and kind of learn the ropes, get trained, get, get, start building a book of business. Okay. Um, but when I knew I wanted to go full-time was just what we, when I really, my first client, right at like my first client on my own I knew then like when I was able to do everything for them help them you know and and get in a better place right I was like I think I wanted to do this for the rest of my life I think this is what I want to do that had to be such a good feeling it was it was just an amazing feeling it was and I know you probably felt that same way when when you decided to do you know to go out on your own yeah um but it was just it was just like 
the best way to describe it was like being in a dense fog, Mm -hmm. right? Like you're driving and you're like, the fog's all around you and you can't really see. (laughs) And all of a sudden the sun comes out and it just just burns everything away. And it's just like, wait, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a really good way to describe it. It truly is like a fog that you're driving through. I, I think my description would probably be like you turn the headlights on and you can finally start to see through like the the underside of the clouds and then they start to just lift and yeah, they and they burn off when the sun comes out. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. I would use that description for sure. I know um, recently I just on Facebook posted about like having a super low week at the beginning of this mm-hmm. week and I we've touched before on the highs and lows of being a new business owner, <laughs> the fog definitely comes back sometimes and gets yes. even thicker. Am I right? <laughs> you are, you are spot on. <laughs> like it, and it will come out of nowhere. Too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like you don't see it coming. It literally just hits you. Like you're going into, excuse me, you're going into like a valley or something and the fog is laying there and it's just, it literally hits your windshield. Yeah. That's what it's like. And, and, and it's like, too, it could happen even when you're not having, a, when you're having a good month, like when yeah. you're doing stuff, when you're seeing clients, when you're doing this type of mm-hmm. stuff. And then all of a sudden you're just like, you know, it just comes over you and you're yeah. just like, wait a minute, like what's going on what's here? Happening? Like, yeah, like I thought I was doing the right thing. Yes. And then you're questioning everything. You're questioning like your life. You're like, should I move? Should I, am I going to be able to eat next week? Like you're just literally asking yourself all of these strange questions where the week before it's like, oh, this is amazing. I'm going to be so rich. <laughs> it's lit- And there's no in between <laughs> yes. for me right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I, it's funny. Like I gave a talk at one of our, uh, um, um, a meeting that we had with some other people in the business. And I, I po- pulled up a picture of, there's actually a book I, I read and I think it's right here. It's just called the entrepreneur. And it's, okay. and it's basically, uh, it talks about the roller coaster, right? You're like <sighs> at the top, you're like, man, this is amazing. Uh-huh. And then you're in the bottom. You're like, this is terrifying. <laughs> 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 like, so, you know, that's, that's definitely the day, I think the day in the life of, a, of someone in self-employed or entrepreneur, it's, yeah. it's, it's a daily roller coaster. It is a daily roller. And sometimes it can be an hourly roller coaster mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, it's just, you know, one day something could be going fantastically. And then all of a sudden it all just goes to, you know, where, and, um, it all goes to Nell. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh (laughs) I like that. I like the play on words. Yes. You're a wordsmith. (laughs) (laughs) I've been told that once or twice. Um, so we'll talk about something more positive now. Um, how, so how exactly do you help people? How, like, what is your role in making people's lives a little bit better? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And it's changed so much since I've joined the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I first joined, it was like, hey, how do I help people just like invest their money? Right. right. Like that was like, like, it's just like my mindset was just like, oh, everybody just needs to save for retirement. And I think, you know, now it's changed a lot because it's way more than just investing for somebody's retirement. It's mm-hmm. about making sure that they have a clear financial vision for where they're going. Mm -hmm. So they don't stress about money because we both know 
money stressful, right? Yeah. Not having it stressful, um, but also having an abundance and not knowing what to do with it is also stressful. Well, wow, that's true. Um, because, you know, I've been sitting down with a lot of people, especially self-employed people at this, at this moment, and they always tell me the same thing. And it's very interesting. And it's and another book I read talks about this, uh, The Millionaire Next Door. If, if you've never read that, uh, it's a little heavy on the data side, um, but it's an, ama- it's an amazing book talking about how to use your money and you don't need to be super rich in order to save a lot of money. But anyways, it talks about high net worth earners versus you know your average net worth earner. Mm-hmm. Um, and really when you look at it, the people that make, you know, six figures, yes, they make a lot of money, but they also are probably fueling a, a, um, a lifestyle that they're probably not really able right. to pay for. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, the one thing I always hear people say, uh, especially like I said, self-employed people is like, Hey, I made all this money, right. Mm-hmm. But I have nothing to show for it. Yeah. Um, uh, so being able to, just be a guide, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not really there to tell people what to do, right? right? I'm right. really just that guide that's going to help them get to the place they want to go. Okay. Okay. So you're the person that's leading the horse to the water. Yes. Yes. And hopefully <laughs> they're drinking. Drink. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, hopefully they are. <laughs> yeah. But I think, you know, like I said, we really take a, 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 a holistic view of where you're at. It's like I said, it's not just about investing for long term. Mm-hmm. It's about making sure you have enough money in an emergency fund, right? Yeah. Or having some money set aside for a vacation. It's also about planning for college education, making sure that certain things in your life are protected, right? Yeah. Like making sure you have things in place that if something bad happens, right, you have something to protect from that from that emergency. So. Right. Um, it's not, like I said, it's not just investing. It's, it's a lot of different things that we cover. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's really important. That's a really good thing to, to talk about, especially at our ages, honestly, because Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're at the point now where we've been working long enough, where we've maybe had a chance to save some money. Um, and then we're also at the point in our lives where we need to be thinking about the future. We need to be thinking about what if something bad happens? What if, uh, I do want to take a vacation or I want to invest in something else. But personally, when I would always think about financial advisors, I would always think about IRAs, investments and uh, 401ks and things like that. So talking about how to set yourself up to protect yourself is really important. And I think overlooked, especially mm-hmm. for people like us at this point in our lives. Would you yeah. agree? No, I totally agree. I feel the the people in our age group that 30 to 40 range mm-hmm. the the decisions that we're making today could make or break what our retirement looks like 30 40 years from now totally um, i mean you're at i mean you're at a critical state because if you're if you're not making saving or even planning for the future a priority um, you're going to get down the road and you're going to be kicking yourself. And, yeah. you know, my, my mom always told me this. She said, Hey, you know, a lot of people don't want to, you know, she didn't say this, but she's, she said what I'm going to say here in a second, but <laughs> uh, she, 
you know, people will sweep stuff under the rug because they just don't want to deal with it. Right. And she would always say, you know, Billy, if you just sweep stuff under the rug, all at the end of the day, all you have is a lumpy rug, right? It doesn't get rid of the problem. No, it just masks the problem, right? Until you have to take care of it. And it's usually not a good situation when you have to take care of it at that point. Right, right. No, that's, uh, that's, that's a lot to think about. I hope now I've looked at the analytics of this show. And most of the people that are listening to it um, are between the ages of like 35 and 44, I think. So mm-hmm. listen up. Let's. It's time to get your affairs in order, people. Set yourself up for retirement because you know what isn't going to exist anymore when we're ready to retire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it you, you know, and I always tell people like this, it's like, you know, I'm the most non, I think people think like a financial advisor is going to judge them for where they're at. Mm. And there might be some advisors in this world that do that. I'm not going to say there aren't, right? Right. But I know me, right? I know, I always tell people, I know what it's like to be on the other side of the table. Like, I know what it's like to be you. I know it's like to feel like where you're at. And no matter, I always feel, and I I know I've said this a bunch of times, I feel like no matter what your financial situation is, you deserve to have a financial plan done for you. Yes. Um, so just because you might not think, right, you, you should definitely be um, taking care of that. So yeah, definitely. So oddly enough, I'm getting this strange warning from Zoom about having 10 minutes left in our conversation because I don't have the paid plan. Um, thanks a lot, Zoom. I've never had that issue before. <laughs> that must be new. Um, so we'll, we'll try to, you know, um, keep this uh time friendly from from here on out um but no i just had a couple of other questions left for you um what do you what do you find is the most rewarding part of what you do i think um because i'm a big legacy person mm-hmm. so being able to like i was talking to a client last night and they're close to the age of retirement right mm-hmm. and the, one of the things they said was I wish I would have known this earlier. I would have taken care of this. And also their, their children are my clients as well. Yeah. So it's kind of weird, right? Like yeah. I have generational That's cool. clients. Um, it's kind of cool now that I'm just thinking about it. Um, but those, the, the, the children have kids of their own. Yeah. And I was telling her, I said, imagine when they're 16, 17 years old and I get in front of them like, you know, we put stuff in place for them so that when they're, you know, 40 years down the road, they're not going to have to worry about what they have saved or don't have saved. Yeah. Right. So being able to have a small part of changing the course of a family's life yeah. is, is by far the most rewarding thing ever. That's um, very cool. Yeah. Just being able to be, have a small part in that and have a small say, um, I always really enjoy that part of my job. That's awesome. I I love to hear that. That's really cool. And I love that you have different generations coming to you. That yeah. must feel pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's it's pretty, now that I'm just like kind of hit me, I'm I feel like you know I'm I, I'm definitely that that brought my confidence level up. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> so at the end of each episode, we like to do we like to have our guests tell us a little story, a story that's going to leave 
listeners thinking, what the hell just happened here? Um, something quirky, something kind of funny, anything that happened to you doesn't have to be on topic or on brand, but just anything that you can give to us that will leave people thinking, um, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, that I was, I was thinking about this. And so the first story that came to my mind is the very first date that me and Megan had. Oh, this is um, going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> so the very first, so me and Megan, how we met, we met through a mutual friend and we did not like each other at first, which was <gasps> kind of crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and on a side note, uh, we, we, we were talking stuff like that, but, um, how I ended up wooing her over, uh, what you don't know about me is that Billy is a break dancer. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> so Billy's a break dancer. That's um, the best thing I've heard all day. So uh, I haven't done it in years. I would probably throw out some type of muscle or back or something along That's those lines. Amazing. But back in my younger days, I was a break dancer, hip hop dancer, that type of thing. So, um, <laughs> yes. So your first what the now uh, is right there. That's that first moment. The second <laughs> moment. Uh, so after I woo her with my phenomenal dance moves, oh, yes. right? Yes. Um, you know, uh, we decided to go on our first date and Megan was is big into sports. So mm -hmm. am I. So we decided that, hey, we're going to go play basketball at the rec. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know much about Megan other than, you know, just from having casual conversation and stuff like that. But little did I know she is a basketball shooting master. Are you um, serious? Yes. That's amazing. And so I was like, Hey, let's play a game of horse. Like I'm going to crush Megan. Right. Like mm -hmm. there's no way she's going to beat me. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, halfway through the game, I start to slowly realize I have made a grave mistake. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> we had a bet on the line like who would pay for dinner and stuff like that the next right. day right and so she just start, she proceeds to just absolutely crush me um there's other people in the gym at this point they're of course laughing at me oh this yes point. this is great um, yeah so it just it just you know it just keeps getting worse and worse for me Go Megan. um but so you know i'm fed up at this point i'm pretty angry right and, yeah <laughs> and and so I said, well, you can't hit this, this shot, right? Like this last shot, like if you hit this last shot, I'm just, I'm walking out of here. Yeah. And it's like from three point land, it was like a difficult shot. And she literally looks at me, just shoots the ball. It goes in and she just walks out. Walks oh my off gosh. My yes. drop. Yes. And, and little did I know on her way home, she calls her mom. Right. And she, she told me the story later. She calls her mom and <laughs> her mom, <laughs> Ellen, I love Ellen to death. Uh, and she goes, how was the date? Right. And she was like, oh, it went amazing. We played basketball. I beat him. And she goes like that. And she goes, you beat him. Why didn't you let him win? I'm like, <laughs> let me win. Like, are you kidding me? This is great. <laughs> like, it. this is crazy. And so Ever since then, if we play basketball or any type of sport or mm -hmm. anything competitive, yeah, 
you will see a side of me and Megan that you've never seen before. We 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 go after it. Okay, <laughs> I uh, I instantly have a new idea for your next video. Just yes. so you know, I, I hope can't... you have access to a basketball net. We do. Okay, we good. do. Good. <laughs> So, that's gonna be amazing <laughs> yes yes um that I've, i'm already thinking and uh it would be it would be a very nice touch to that video maybe oh, yeah. people will feel sorry for me who knows yeah well um <laughs> i this that could go a couple of different ways we could do a couple of different versions yes um, yeah I, the ideas are literally just spinning in my head yes right Love it. Awesome. Well, um, you know, I, I really just want to say thank you for coming on here and doing this, especially on this beautiful day for locking yourself inside and spending it uh, on a computer with me. So <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have been any other place. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, tell us, how can we find you? I know you're all over social media. So you're on Facebook, um, anywhere else that we can find you? Yes, I'm on Instagram as well. Um, okay. I'm, uh, so my name on Instagram is uh, the Legend of Zerillo, uh, <laughs> so you can find me there. Uh, cool. um, also on LinkedIn as well, Billy Zerillo, you can find me there. Okay. Um, and then I, I, I'm about to start my own very Facebook group um, called the Financial Survivalist Guide. Ooh, uh, so okay. um, that will probably be here by the end of the month. Got some awesome. things I'm still posting in there and stuff like that, getting the kinks worked out. So, cool. Um, but yeah, that that will be up and running here by the end of the month. Awesome. Then we will definitely look out for that, and I will put all of your contact information in the description of this episode as well. So, thank you again for coming on, and I hope all of you listeners enjoyed this episode. This was a super fun one. Um, thanks for listening in and we'll catch you next time. Uh.